What's up everyone? It's Brittany and welcome to One Hot Mess. Okay guys, today we're going to be talking about how to love yourself. Okay, so learning how to love yourself, it can be pretty fucking hard. Okay, I'm going to be totally realistic here. While there are many articles out there, books, there's speakers and spiritual teachers, and they paint in, they paint in, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a ethereal glow around self-love, okay? Beginning to even get to a space where you are ready to love yourself often happens after a ton of gritty inner work and soul searching. There are simply no shortcuts here. For example, how can you learn how to love yourself more when your mind is literally at war with itself? And how can you learn to love yourself when you hate what you see in the mirror? How can you learn to love yourself when your environment is positively toxic and depressing? How can you learn to love yourself when you have no positive role models? And how can you learn to love yourself more when people label you as being selfish and neglectful? How? 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 And while I don't profess to know all the answers, I do know that there is no magical wand that suddenly makes you more self-loving. Okay, okay, so, although this episode will not directly answer all of the questions I just asked, it will provide some tools and techniques, teachings and resources that you will need to make these big changes. All right, so I sincerely hope that this episode can help anyone out there in the slightest little teeniest bit. That would make me very happy. So let's get into it. And first, we're going to talk about what is self-love, what it is. In short, self-love is the practice of unconditional compassion, forgiveness, acceptance, and respect for yourself. All of your beautiful and wounded parts included. When you love yourself, you take care of yourself, you honor your limitations, listen to your needs, and you respect your dreams enough to act on them. When you love yourself, your happiness, health, and fulfillment are all of the supreme importance because you realize that by loving yourself, you're also able to love others more wholly and fully. And self-love illuminates, improves, and deepens every aspect of life. Some of the many benefits of learning how to love yourself more, well, there's more tolerance of your flaws and weaknesses, heightened self-confidence, increased self-forgiveness, healthier mindset, 
endless self-sabotaging thoughts, improved ability to discover and fulfill your personal destiny, increased love, acceptance, and compassion for yourself, improved relationships, better friendships, more authentic connections with people, enhanced joy and gratitude for life, higher levels of self-trust, healthier and wiser choices, increased access to new opportunities, improved mental health, and deeper access to one's soul and spiritual path. And you know, that list, it could probably go on and on and on for a while, but those are the most immediate benefits that, you know, come to mind. And maybe what is most satisfying about learning how to love yourself more is that it opens your heart, giving you access to your deeper, truer self, your soul. But why is it so damn hard for us to love ourselves? And the short answer to this question is that most of us were raised in a society and likely a family that failed to teach us about self-love. And although our early lives, throughout our early lives, we were taught how to read, write, calculate, build, study, and analyze life, we were taught how to say please and thank you as well as what was acceptable and unacceptable to others and society at large. But most of us were never educated in one essential dimension of life, self-love. Something that continues to shock a lot of people, you know, about their own upbringing is the distinct lack of emphasis on growing healthy self-acceptance and self-worth. I mean, as a child, I can... I never can recall being taught about the value of loving yourself or setting healthy boundaries, knowing how to say no and yes when you mean it, you know. But if you were raised in a culture and society similar to my own, you are probably conditioned in a similar way to put others before yourself and not give much consideration to your own needs. Typically, self-denial, self-sacrifice are the two main values taught in our childhoods and continue to be elevated as the markers of a kind, caring, and worthy human being to this very day. So, however, even though you may not have been taught how to love yourself growing up, the door of opportunity is still open to you. But before we walk through that door, let's talk about one massive myth associated with self-love and perpetuated by the same society that taught you to be an externally focused person, okay? Is self-love selfish? Hmm. Every now and then, you may hear 
explicitly stated or implied that self-love is selfish. Maybe you live in a family that condemns any form of self-love and celebrates toxic self-sacrifice instead. Or maybe you work in an environment where self-love is, you know, scoffed at or seen cynically. Whatever the case, it's important to nip this massive misconception in the bud. Self-love is not selfish. And why? Because without you taking care of yourself, you are incapable of truly taking care of others. Self-love actually benefits other people, not just yourself. When you are able to genuinely love and accept yourself, you're able to love and accept others much more fully. Okay, to use an analogy, how can an empty cup be used to quench the thirst of another? It's impossible. Likewise, it's impossible for us to give love if we haven't first filled ourselves. Simple. It's a well-known psychological fact that mistreatment of yourself results in the mistreatment of others. So, what science says about self-love? So, numerous studies have shown that learning how to love ourselves is beneficial. And some of the examples of findings that have been discovered are that self-acceptance is the key to living a happier life. Self-compassion results in making better health decisions. Self-kindness results in less anxiety and depression. Self-compassion reduces the stress that leads to procrastination. Self-care can help you reach your goals. Self-love can support you through adversity. Okay, and then... I mean, yes, learning how to love yourself, it might feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but it's not always sunshine and roses. The truth is that most people may not, in truth, want to support you. However, there are some exceptions, so hold on to those people. Not only that, but society at large will continue to bombard you with toxic, subliminal messages such as, you have to make people like and accept you or you have to put others' needs above your own all the time with no exception or you have to conform to the status quo and fit in. And when it comes to the people around you, you might pick up on this unspoken message. You have to be unhappy and discontent just like us and the reality is that most people don't like being truly happy instead they prefer comfort stability security and control and why because safety and predictability is the most comfortable way to live according to dominant 
cultural standards. And unfortunately, the childlike mindset of needing to seek safety is precisely what makes most people so hesitant and resistant to support your self-love journey. It's kind of like you become a threat. When you walk the path less traveled, you directly contradict what others have invested so much of their lifetime effort into. Cultivating comfort and inevitably you become a threat by challenging people to reconsider their choices, their actions and mindsets through your behavior. You unintentionally trigger self-doubt and therefore fear in others. And very few people are brave enough to honestly look at themselves and change. At some point, we have to face the rarely mentioned truth that when you start practicing self-love, you, you stick out. You stop kind of fitting in. You cease being one of the Misery Loves Company crew who thrive on self-pity. And suddenly, this puts you in a very uncomfortable position. A position where you have to choose between taking the narrow path or the wide and easy path. And some of us give up. Others of us persist, but end up withering away under the weight of social pressure. And both of these struggles are totally understandable and normal. Thankfully, life gives us many choices to bounce back and get back on our paths for those of us who do manage to get back up and continue on that winding path it's inevitable that we'll find ourselves pushing against what feels like a never-ending slew of you're not good enough you should be like us you aren't worth it you're so selfish but it gets easier with time and practice Loving yourself truly and deeply loving yourself in this era is a breathtaking accomplishment. In fact, I'd say you deserve a downright party thrown in your honor just for having the guts to walk this path. Now, how do you prevent others from dragging you down? Because as we just talked about, you will be faced with people who disagree or disapprove of or outright challenge your desire to make self-love a way of life and here's how the bigger picture here's how to see the bigger picture and stop them from bringing you down realize that other people are scared and they're in pain so one big element of learning how to love yourself more is training yourself to not take others treatment of you personally ask yourself how can a person who only knows self-sacrifice and self-abandonment give you approval and acceptance? That's like expecting a baby to climb a mountain. It doesn't happen and it can't happen. Therefore, what is the point of getting all worked up and unhappy over the people in your life who not only do not support you, but also speak against you? Unfortunately, they're very actions speak of their lack of self-love and isn't that so very sad most people not only fail to possess self-love but they are also caught up in an underworld of fear and pain sourced from the illusion 
that we are separate from life, that we are humans having a life experience rather than life itself having a human experience. And once you realize that people are basically scared and in pain a lot of the time, it takes out the harsh sting from their disapproving stares and mistreatment of you. It also frees up the energy within you to provide yourself with even more self-love. And once this realization hits you in the heart, not just the head, you eventually stop reacting to their negativity and start feeling compassion for them instead. And it's this precise compassion that befuddles them, yet is also sometimes enough to motivate them to try the same path. And realize that how other people treat you is a reflection of how they treat themselves. It hurts to be the only one in your social circle trying to take responsibility for your life and it hurts to be rejected by your friends, family, or both because you're taking a different path. Learning how to love yourself more undeniably hurts badly sometimes and other times it feels blissful and wondrous but if there's any lesson you can take away from the way people treat you it is this their actions mirror how they treat themselves do you think that a person who mistreats you thinks they are superior to you more often than not the answer is a big fat no they mistreat you because they are threatened by you in some way, shape, or form. Unless they are clinically diagnosed, narcissists, or psychopaths, most people are deeply insecure and fearful, not simply nasty for the sake of it. And the more you go against the grain, the more threatening you become to such insecure people. So understanding this, your ability to practice self-love becomes much easier. Okay. So, is it possible to love yourself unconditionally? Unless you have reached a high level of spiritual maturity and some kind of non-dual state of oneness, and even then such experiences fluctuate, then self-love isn't generally something that comes naturally. Instead, you must work for it. As spiritual beings having a human experience, our lives are characterized by highs, lows, and all of that in between. And in some periods of our lives, we will celebrate who we are and feel confident in our abilities. In other periods, like during a life crisis or even dark night of the soul, we will feel insecure, ugly, fat, messy, unlovable, and altogether just shitty. This is all normal. In fact, you might go through this cycle within one week or even a day. The important thing here is to embed self-love deeply into your daily inner work or spiritual practice. Then, when the time comes and you are challenged, you'll be able to practice mindfulness and awareness. Instead of getting swept up in self-loathing, you'll be able 
well, you'll be capable of practicing self-compassion instead of neglecting your body. You'll know when to practice self-care. And even if you do struggle to practice self-love during these darker moments, which happens to all of us, you'll be more prone to catching and stopping all the negative thoughts in your mind. And yes, you might occasionally experience mystical moments of complete self-love and acceptance, but these are fleeting moments that don't last. To make self-love and acceptance more of a consistent experience, you have to practice it consciously every single day with no excuses. So, the message here is, do not be upset if you alternate between self-love and self-hatred. Having unconditional self-love is an unrealistic standard. It's normal to go through ups and downs, but the more you practice embracing yourself each and every day, the more you'll be able to deal with what life throws at you. You know, relax, give yourself a break. Remember that attaining self-love can be just another thing you use to beat yourself up and feel like a failure. So slow down, go easy on yourself, and whatever arises, love that. These words essentially mean that you can practice accepting and forgiving all things that arise in you, even and especially including your insecurity, shame, guilt, and self-judgment. Alright, so let's get to the practical, you know, the good stuff here. We're going to go over seven life lessons about how to love yourself more. Number one being learn to be discerning and say no that's not true because you'll hear a lot of blatant and subliminal messages on your path you'll be told that your body isn't slim enough your face is not pretty enough your personality isn't charming enough making mistakes is unacceptable taking care of your needs is selfish blah 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 not all of these not all of these false and unhealthy perceptions will be immediately obvious some of them will creep into your mind and your belief system and pollute your self-perception. In fact, a lot of these toxic perceptions probably have already. And not many people talk about discernment when it comes to learning how to love yourself more. Discernment is largely a dull-sounding word, but it is so important. For instance, how can you tell truth from lies without learning how to be discerning. To learn how to be discerning, you need to question everything. Yes, this can be tiring, but it's worth every ounce of your effort. Because being discerning will help you to sort through a lot of mental BS. Okay, and learning to say no, that's not true, or ask, is that actually true? It helps you to discover what the truth actually is. And the truth is always grounded in love. But again, you will have to discover this for yourself. And the more discernment and 
Therefore, clarity you have, the more you'll be able to support and care for yourself. Be your own best friend. Are you your own mortal enemy? If most of us spoke to others the way we spoke to ourselves, we would be universally hated. You know? To practice self-love, it's important for us to consciously change our relationship with ourselves and treat ourselves with compassion and consideration just as we would a best friend. So, my question for you is this. How close are you with yourself? Do you give yourself pep talks as a best friend would? Do you treat yourself to fun and exciting activities you love? Are you there to hold your own hand when things get messy? And if your answer is no, or rarely, or even sometimes, it's time to do things differently. Explore what it feels like being your own best friend. What one activity can you do this week that honors this philosophy? Also, change the way that you perceive your flaws. Okay, so instead of seeing our guilt, jealousy, anger, fear, and sadness as a terrible curse, see them as opportunities to grow. Realize that everyone struggles with these universal human emotions. We all feel insecure at times, and that is perfectly okay. So, you know, give this mindset switch a try see what happens when you start perceiving your imperfection as an opportunity to grow see what happens when you meet inner challenges with gratitude and practice loving all that arises and healthy self-judgment critical self-judgment is the mm, it's the core reason why we struggle so much with self-love in the first place is that we judge and reject ourselves now self-judgment isn't always a bad thing we need to be able to measure up our ability to achieve certain tasks at work as well as understand our strengths and weaknesses to make smart choices not only that but self-judgment can actually save our lives deciding not to drive after um judging that we are too drunk and it also prevents us from being assholes if we need to change our behavior but here's the thing self-judgment becomes toxic when it's used to negatively minimize bad mouth shame or otherwise harm ourselves and one powerful but not necessarily easy practice is learning to love all that arises within you So embracing and accepting the comfortable and uncomfortable things within you. That's what you need to do. And the seemingly simple acceptance practice actually takes a lot of effort and can be strengthened through daily practices such as contemplation, mindfulness, and meditation. And you can apply this philosophy to anything in life. Even the inability to love all that arises is an opportunity to forgive and accept yourself. But as a side note, acceptance must, acceptance must be balanced with judgment. 
serious self-judgment of our actions needs to be brought into the picture, okay? Particularly when we're being toxic or harmful towards others. In this case, judgment can actually be a form of self-love that prevents us from further hurting others and therefore ourselves. Okay. Then we have... You need to be your own advocate and stand up for yourself, okay? So exploring your needs, what they are, and respecting them, which is a form of self-love. What is non-negotiable or a deal-breaker in your life? What are your deeply cherished, cherished values? What are your boundaries? Standing up for what you believe in is a form of self-respect. To be your own best advocate, a good place to start is exploring what is making you feel unhappy, depressed, or overwhelmed in life? What lines are being crossed? In which areas do you feel used or taken for granted? What makes you feel unsafe? And remember that being assertive about your needs and values isn't a synonym for being an obnoxious asshole. You don't need to be loud angry or emotionally reactive to be an advocate for yourself that approach will backfire very quickly okay instead healthy assertiveness is about honoring yourself while at the same time being respectful towards others some affirmations that you can practice are i calmly and firmly honor my needs i respect my needs in a gentle and assertive way I allow myself to say no clearly and respectfully. I honor my needs, values, and feelings always. I have the right to defend my needs and desires. And I am clear but kind about my personal boundaries. Okay, dokie. So... Then, of course, you know, we got, let's see, sorry guys, I got a little, um, a little lost here for a second. Alright, anyway, y'all, um, I think that about does it for the most part. For today's little episode that was actually a lot longer than I feel like they've been in a while I haven't had an episode this long in a minute but um yeah just you know love yourself <laughs> and do the work put in the work guys and Explore the core beliefs that keep you small. You know, diving into the dark regions of your mind is an act of self-love. Shadow work. Mm-hmm. Mirror work is actually something also, but you can Google it. I don't can't talk about it right now. We don't really have time. You know, look up some empowering self-love quotes. And, um, yeah. 
that's it guys thank you so much for listening i really 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 appreciate it if you haven't followed yet please make sure to hit that follow button and i will talk to you guys next time hope you all have a beautiful lovely day bye guys